Welcome to day 274 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul here with Katie and David Keefe, who, after he does his podcast, is leaving for vacation. He's already on vacation attitude. Absolutely. So we hope we get something meaningful out of him today. And Matt Kresge is also here. We're in our third season together, the story of the prophets, and uh, we've come to the prophet Ezekiel. Prophet Ezekiel has some images that are sometimes a little bit uh, bizarre, a little bit strange to our ear. I heard someone describe in an overview of the Bible when they got to Ezekiel, they just said, Ezekiel is a a weird guy, but he is uh, prophesying uh, from exile in Babylon. The nation is under judgment, and he is encouraging them to remain faithful to the Lord while reminding them of the consequences of their unfaithfulness. So we come to Ezekiel chapter 17, and the heading says, Two Eagles and a Vine. And how two powers are wrestling over Israel as God's people. So it's a part, two-part allegory. We'll read the allegory today, and we'll read the explanation uh, tomorrow. Uh, but before we read, as we always do, uh, we recognize what a privilege it is for us as God's people to uh, read Scripture together, uh, to uh, hear God's Word, to be formed by it, uh, to come into His presence that He is. And as theologians often say, he is a speaking God. He is eager to reveal his heart and character uh, to anyone who has ears to hear and a heart you know, to receive his message. So we always prepare ourselves for the moment we spend together with him. Heavenly Father, thank you for the beauty of your word. Uh, thank you uh, that you have given us your word as a reflection of who you are. As we look at the story of Israel, we see our own story and we reflect uh, as we see their unfaithfulness with our tendency to wander from you as well. Father, we pray uh, as we read your word that we would hear from you, that we would see clearly who you are, who we are, and we respond to you in gratitude and praise. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel 17. And the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, set forth an allegory and tell it to the Israelites as a parable. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, a great eagle with powerful wings, long feathers, and full plumage of varied colors came to Lebanon. Taking hold of the top of the cedar, he broke off its topmost chute and carried it away to a land of merchants, where he planted it in a city of traders. He took one of the seedlings of that land and put it in fertile soil. He planted it like a willow by abundant water, and it sprouted and became a low-spreading vine. Its branches turned toward him, but its roots remained under it. So it became a vine and produced branches and put out leafy boughs. But there was another great eagle with powerful wings and full plumage. The vine now sent out roots toward him from the plot where it was planted and stretched out its branches to him for water. It had been planted in good soil by abundant water so that it could produce branches, bear fruit, and become a splendid vine. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Will it thrive? Will it not be uprooted and stripped of its fruit so that it withers? All its new growth will wither. It will be. It'll take a strong arm, or it will not take a strong arm or many people to pull it up by the roots. It has been planted, but will it thrive? Will it not wither completely when the east wind strikes it? Wither away in the plot where it would grow. 
So there we go. This is the word of the Lord. Uh, this is a uh, this is an allegory, and an allegory means that almost every part of you know, part of it was just unlike most parables. Where most of the time when we read a parable, we're looking for a central theme. An allegory, almost every piece of the story, you know, symbolizes you know something else. Two eagles in this particular instance are the two world powers of the time, uh, you know, the Babylonians and also the Egyptians. Uh, Lebanon in this particular parable represents Jerusalem. Uh, Lebanon is known for its tall, you know, uh, majestic forests and trees. And, and so this is a tree that's been planted in Jerusalem. Uh, the first eagle is Nebuchadnezzar who wipes the top off of the tree and then he takes it and he plants it among a land of traders and merchants. That would be uh, Babylon and uh, the capital city of Babylonia, Babylon uh, as well. And uh, this represents uh, Jehoiachin, you know, king of Israel, who was part of the first deportation, you know, of Israel, you know, into uh, into Babylon. And so it's the topmost part, the choices of the men and the choices of the, you know, servants and the choices of the dignitaries are taken away to Babylon. Then he takes a seedling and the seedling is planted back in, you know, Jerusalem. And that would be Zedekiah. And Zedekiah on the outside has you know, bows and branches. He's not. This is not a tree. He becomes a vine. In other words, it's not the lofty tree that it once was, but still a seedling from David. He plants the seedling. And uh, the bows and the branches reach out toward Babylon, but underneath the surface, the roots are headed toward another eagle, which is uh, Egypt. And uh, Zedekiah... Uh, privately makes an alliance with Egypt, which will fail him. He will be uprooted. And when the east wind blows, east wind being the Babylonians, it will wither the vine. So there you go. There's, Let's pray. there's an allegory. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to talk about tomorrow? And all of it's, yeah. Yeah, and all, we'll uh, you know, apply it and have it expanded a little bit you know, more tomorrow, but it's, a, it's kind of an interesting, <laughs> an interesting way of conveying a message. Mm. So for, for them, this is, you know, this is, is not you know, the first part has happened. The, the top bow has been taken, bow of the tree has been taken and planted in Babylon. The second part is, a, is about to happen when Zedekiah uh, will be uh, uprooted and withered. And, of course, you remember the end of the story. He is, tries to run to Egypt, but the Babylonians capture him right at the border, bring him back, you know, Hamas, uh, execute his sons and his dignitaries, and then poke out his eyes so the last thing you'll ever see is a horror. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> I just the, the picture of the roots reaching out, and, I mean, God is just... He's so good at coming up with these awesome images. I mean, he invented all of it, but um, just this picture of roots, just like reaching up and doing the exact opposite of what they're supposed to be doing, um, reaching up and the, to think that he was doing it in what he thought was in secret, um, but God is exposing him and exposing his heart and saying, I know exactly what you're doing and it's going to work um, the, the opposite effect that you think it is. So, but just um, the idea that these roots are doing exactly the opposite of what they should be doing and reaching up and which in turn just completely makes it so easy for a tree to be carried away. Yes, easily uprooted, a tree that has now become a vine mm -hmm. uh, in the middle of the allegory. Well, it, it also builds upon like those common images that we've seen yeah. in the life of Israel so far. 
they're constantly turning towards other things to find, you know, comfort, control, satisfaction, alliances for protection, you know, and, and God's already told them you're going into exile, you know, and, and even you go back to the words of Jeremiah, you know, when you find yourself in exile, you know, don't just stay outside the city, you know, move in, seek the welfare of the city right. and you will prosper there. You know, this is my will for you. Right. And that will be a theme we pick up, you know, through the week as we read through, you know, we read through Ezekiel as well. And of course, you have embedded right there in the middle the initial place that was planted where it could be watered and it, where it could be nurtured. And, and of course, that is, you know, the water and the nurture, you know, given to it by God. But it's seeking, you know, it's seeking yeah. alliances elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so Zedekiah, you know, although he is in the Davidic line, he's not a direct you know, descendant of, you know, just, you know, Josiah. But uh, it, although he's in the Davidic line, he's not trusting in God. He's trusting in Egypt you know, as his source and as his yeah. strength. Which that really leads, I mean, apply, apply that to us. You know, we could easily begin to see ourselves in this as like, what is the Egypt that we're right. seeking, you know. And, mm-hmm. and uh, On the surface, we're, what are our branches reaching out to and underneath? Yeah. Where are our roots headed? Mm-hmm. And, and it is very vivid. Yeah, we can so easily do the right thing. And, and this is David Keefe, who is almost yeah. on vacation. I got like one comment, and then my yeah. truck's already running, His actually. His roots are already on vacation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm reaching towards the podcast. My roots are in Tennessee. Um, but no, we do that, right? We can have that kind of outward way of acting like everything's going well, but then inwardly and even secretly, you know, the thoughts that we have and the things that we're actually turning to or thinking of and... And then we know the one of the natures of the gospel is it's a inward out type of yeah. work, you know. So it's an inward transformation that leads, you know, to the outward fruit. And and so to kind of think about just the complexity of what it looks like for God to change us and and do that deep work in us. Um, you see some of that here. No, and it's you know one of the things I'm learning is it's a. Um, it's deeply, you know, deceitful. A lot of times we can we can say, you know, that we're leaning into God and we can even feel that we're leaning into God, but our idolatry sometimes are so, you know, deeply rooted, you know, to use the metaphor here, that we don't even realize, you know, the things that we are relying in. And it takes a work of the spirit to reveal those things to us mm-hmm. and to loosen our grip, you know, on them, you know, as as a part of that. Mm-hmm. Katie, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? Oh, let's pray. Father, would you um, just use your word to convict our hearts of um, those things that we are uh, reaching out for, um, those idolatries that we that we are deeply rooted in? Um, would you reveal those things to us um, in your grace and by your mercy, Lord? Um, would you help us to walk in grace as we um, confess those those to you um, and and repent of them and walk. Um, and run toward you, God, um, because you've given us so much grace in Christ Jesus. Um, Convict our hearts, and would you help us, Lord? It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.